Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Sports Radio 960 WSBT presents Caveman Corner. Each and every Monday night, we're live from Monterey Mexican Grill, located at 507 East McKinley Avenue in Mishawaka. We're just east of Division, across from Liberty School. Happy holidays, and welcome back to Caveman Corner with co-host Dean Huppert. I'm Brian Miller. Special thanks to Monterey Mexican Grill, home of the absolute best authentic Mexican food served this side of the Rio Grande. We are broadcasting live from the Mont, which is our upstairs event center. Hey, stop by here uh, for dinner any night of the week, or even on Monday nights, you can join us for Caveman Corner upstairs. It's open to the public. They also host a uh, trivia gathering on Monday nights downstairs in the family dining area, the Monterey Mexican Grill. Proud to be a sponsor of high school sports on the radio, and for the, what, what about four years now, Dean, our, our host for Caveman Corner? Yeah, we've actually been doing this for seven years. We started in 2017. See what happens yeah. when I get old. I start losing memory, you know. Yeah, so. this is uh, this is one of those things when we started the play-by-play that WSBT asked ask Mishawaka if we'd like to do a, a radio show, and we jumped on it, and it, it's been a great situation. We appreciate all that you guys do. Well, apparently every teacher in the school corporation, at least at Mishawaka High School, has given loads of homework because we have no student-athletes on the show tonight, but we have two great guests. We do have two great Yes, we're going to start out with Steve Miskin, our operations manager at Mishawaka Schools, talk about some of the facility improvements and talk about his background and just all the great things happening at Mishawaka Schools. And then Mr. Everything around Mishawaka, Darren Hess, is going to be joining us in the second half hour. And uh, Darren uh, works with the, the Mishawaka Middle School, John Young Middle School, also as a fireman. Uh, very, uh, very gracious with his time and also with his funding. And sometimes when you see those fire trucks come through, when we have, have a sectional championship oh, or a regional champ, that. Darren helps set those things up. So um, uh, we, we're pleased to have him w- with us tonight. But uh, great having you here tonight, Steve. Steve Miskin, the operations manager. You've been a busy guy. Yes, I have. Thank you, Dean. Yeah, there's First, the, uh, it's an honor to be here tonight. Yeah, there, there's so many projects uh, happening uh, at Mishawaka. But first of all, tell us a little bit about your background. You've been here in the area a long time, mm-hmm. uh, grew up in this area, and, and love love uh, Michiana. But uh, now you're at Mishawaka, and, and I remember the school board meeting when you came on. You couldn't have been more thrilled. Uh, thankful to where you've been, but happy to where you are. Yeah, um, just ended up celebrating a year here at Mishawaka Schools. Uh, uh, I can't believe how time flies. Amen. Uh, just with the amount of uh, uh, support I've had over the past year, and just learning the uh, from my predecessor where he was with different projects and picking it up the ball and just moving it forward and just having a good time and and just trying to do right things by Mishawaka way. One thing I've always been impressed from day one was how much respect you have for Mike Faulkner and the job that he did and setting you up for success here at Mishawaka Schools. Mike had a lot of projects going on and and of course people know the story. He passed away of cancer at the age of 53 but when you came in it wasn't like a bull in a China China shop saying I'm going to do it my way. This was Mike's way that he had set it up, and you're kind of carrying the torch as you've put it. That's a, I couldn't have said it more better. I mean, uh, the, 
the, the things that he had in place before he passed away. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, attributes right now that I, I rely on is Ken Kalenbeck, my the guy I work yep. with on a daily basis, and, and Michelle Workman. Uh, those two people have been influential in, in helping me put the pieces together and just seeing Mike's vision and moving it forward and just completing those tasks. And just, you know, I don't really uh, give up too much of my personal life. You know, I just try to keep it to me. But I do have a picture of Mike at my desk and uh, the little beef logo that they made. Amen. And oh, I man. open it up my drawer and I tap and I said, Mike, I, I, I just hope this is what your vision and, and just try to see it through what – through his eyes and, and try to just move it. And he had a he had a great team in place. And you mentioned Ken and Michelle and, and the work that you guys do together. You must have have seen at Beef Bash and the way the community came together for his vision of a caveman statue. Just how incredible his impact was here and. And that job, I mean, it's a big boy job, and oh, you yeah. know yep. it because you're working at it every day. But the yep. way people came, it not only shows that you're you're not only a hard worker in that position, but you've got to be a good people person and understand different personalities. Absolutely. And, and one of my biggest uh, things that I've tried to do is uh, I never claimed to be the smartest man in the room, and I've always tried to pull uh, strengths from other people and, uh, you know, just – take their their ideas and just move them forward and and just collaborate uh, i know it's a cliche word that everybody uses a lot but i truly mean that i just if i can get something from an electrician that we have on staff or an hvac person and just moving it forward and just you know once again just making it better for the next guy that's all i try to do maybe not the smartest guy in the room but probably the smartest guy at the table right oh, now. i know that for sure <laughs> especially he's sitting on the right side and we're well yes, i don't is. know guys yes. yeah yeah <laughs> steve i've got to ask you and and we had the chance to really officially meet for the first time ever here tonight before the show talked about your background my background and our connections mm-hmm. obviously kind of ramp and uh, uh meet in the south bend world mm-hmm. i'm a south bend clay graduate originally born and raised there you worked for the south bend community schools for many many years but from your experiences there and then coming in and you talk about taking the torch from mike faulkner mm-hmm. there's had to be some influential people along the way that uh, help pave the way for you in this position. Uh, take a minute to talk about that, South Bend, and then uh, maybe also uh, your connection with Mike Faulkner before his passing. Um, that's a great question. Um, there's so, been so many through 34 years of, of being involved with facilities and buildings and grounds, and, and uh, you know, I attribute a lot of my successes to my predecessors, uh, Jim Jazowitz. Uh, uh, he was a big influence. Uh, we did a lot in South Bend. I came up under him. Uh, Emery Petko used to be a Mishawaka's uh, operations guy. Um, Those are two of the biggest ones that stick out right now for me. Um, And just the multitude of skilled trades guys that I worked with. I used to have a philosophy that um, I had to know everything and how to fix everything. And uh, with uh, in South Bend, I had 34 buildings, you know, 5 million square feet, 199 people, 199 people. it was just a lot, right? So I, I learned this one thing from a, a good friend of mine. His name's Dale. I won't tell you his last name, but he said, Steve, if I give you one piece of information, have a good phone and make sure it's got the right numbers in there to, to, know who to call. the guys that are going to help you are the ones that are master of their craft. And that's a philosophy I've used. I've tried to, um, try to be the forerunner of, of just everything. I've been, in, I've seen floods. I've seen, uh, fires with doing this job i've actually um there was a deceased person that uh, my co-worker and i had to clean up the aftermath uh just because i didn't want our guys to go do it so i figured if there's if i'm not going to do it then they're not going to do it so i always try to put myself 
first, you know, and just and you work with the people that, you know, you trust with every day. Right. I mean, that's that's just been my philosophy. I'm no better off than them. I, I work with them. Uh, that was uh, always a saying, you know, oh, they work for me. No, no, we work together for Mishawaka schools trying to make that a really great place. Steve, was there something in particular that you recall in, in conversations and time with Mike Faulkner? Uh, at our area directors meetings, uh, you know, Mike was just, you know, how big he was, just oh, yeah. a big burly guy and, and uh, you know, how he just light up a room, you know, and, and just take control of that room and, and uh, you know, he was just a really good guy and, and uh, you know, just, I, I, I miss him a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean, we weren't like best friends, but, you know, we were work acquaintances and, uh, you know, our jobs are so unique. You know, we have an area directors meeting with Penn, South Bend, Mishawaka, um, John Glenn, New Prairie, LaPorte, Michigan City, Hammond. We all get together once a month. And uh, you have to be in this job to, in order to understand what we go through on a daily basis. Um, I can tell you how difficult it is in certain things, but you're going to like, oh, it's just a job, right? Like whatever. Right. You know, it's <laughs> like, yeah, you know, every, every job's got But when you sit down with a bunch of guys, especially with like guys like Mike Faulkner that really understood – you know, what you go through on a daily basis and you pull from their strengths and, hey, we tried this in Mishawaka, it didn't work, but we tried this in South Bend, it works. So you just, you collaborate, you know, the best we can together. Yeah, we're with Steve Miskin, the operations manager <coughs> at uh, Mishawaka Schools. And and let me see if I can put this into perspective. Uh, you are in charge of every building at Mishawaka Schools. So that's Steel Stadium, the cave. Uh, from an athletic standpoint, we look at Baker Park and West Gym. Mm -hmm. But now we have seven elementary schools. We have a, a middle school and the high school that's 100 years old. When things break, people expect your department to make sure that it's fixed. How many employees do we have who, who are out there making things happen? And, and talk about that process, just that it seems like everybody's problem is the biggest problem, and it is for them, obviously. Right, right. And then, so that one of the hardest jobs is, is prioritizing uh, what's emergency in their mind might not be an emergency in mine. Uh, the biggest thing is student and staff safety, right? So anything that becomes with gas, water, electric, I mean, those are right away calls that are, we're going to send our crew out there. We have, this district has 43 custodians. It has six maintenance people and four grounds guys. Um, they're all top shelf people. I mean, with every job you have the, the good and the bad, and you have some that, that go the extra mile, right? Uh, but what I've seen in Mishawaka right now, I mean, uh, I'm really, really happy with the the crew and the and the staff that we have. They take ownership. Yes, they do, and pride, and that and that's a that's hard to to come by these days lately. Ever since COVID, it just you know everybody just you know I, I think people forgot how to work. I mean, it's <laughs> it's as it's, it's, it's cliche as that sounds, they really have. And you're coming into a situation <clears throat> where facilities are starting to be improved. The community yep. uh, has supported some of the initiatives. Yep. Uh, talk about that. New tennis courts, uh, that was a huge project and, and so needed. The courts hadn't been resurfaced since Baker Park arrived in 10, 15 years ago. 2002, but, yeah. But yep. that that has has now taken a form of some of the most beautiful courts in northern Indiana. And then, and then we've got some other projects that are going to be coming up here. Yep. Uh, Baker Park, uh, that's, you know, that was started by Mike and uh, uh, past CFO. Um, and just to carry that one across, I mean, that was an intense project in the timeline. And with just the amount of concrete that went in there and, you know, using the base, they had to sell me on the base because it's post-tension. 
um, and uh, it's northern Indiana, thaw, crack, you know, I mean, thaw, <laughs> you know, freeze, rather. Um, I, I just didn't believe it, right? So, I mean, Ken and I have been watching that and watching the rain. There is no water that, that stays on that, that those courts, and they are spectacular. We uh, were able to get the, the slats in the fencing so we don't have any windscreens anymore. Um, got a flagpole in the middle, so we have the bleachers now that, that people don't have to sit in grass areas. I mean, it just to get that program where it should be and, and the give the, them the opportunity exactly and 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 have the players feel really good about you know the one thing that I really was uh, having our seniors play on those courts and we we got done just in order to have that yeah, so Brian one thing that I, I love about Mr. Miskin is he he's an attention to detail guy when the tennis courts were being done okay the courts are going to be great we need to do this with the fencing but what about the trash cans and in their first class? I mean, I think we can probably start implementing that process at some of the other places and getting some of that equipment, but the attention to detail is pretty impressive. Well, I have to make an amendment something I said a moment ago. I said 2002. Actually, it was 2005, but I recall setting, and I think I shared this story a few weeks ago, but I remember setting it at Twin Branch Park with Emery Petko, he and I coached softball together for many, many years. I was one of his assistants, the JV coach. We're coaching summer summer camp. Hot summer June day, first session gets done. He's like, hey, Bri, run out to my car. Of course, there's always a, a cooler with a Pepsi in there for him. <laughs> Grab that, and there's a, there's a scroll tube. Grab that out of the back seat. I do so. We go to a picnic table, open it up. It's the original first look blueprints of Baker Park. Wow. That was probably 1999, 2000 when the dream began. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's special. And being the softball coach, I'm honored to coach yep. there. But yep. you guys do an amazing job of, uh, of keeping that facility up. I cannot imagine what fuzz goes through every day oh. <laughs> there on the job, but certainly what you and your staff do. And it's crazy from where it was, a baseball field out in the middle of a field, oh. and you go down it was a ugly. dirt road it was ugly. to get out there. Right. Your team used to play at Twin Branch Park, yep. and there wasn't tennis, there wasn't soccer, right. uh, there wasn't lacrosse, there wasn't softball, and, and and now it's one of the most beautiful places. When you when you look at those fields and, and the way they're put together, um, the equipment that they're using now, the technology has changed. I mean, it's, it's different than when I used to put a drag behind me and walk around and, and do yeah. it in between innings, and I've done that a number of times. Yeah, and then uh, the, the one nice thing is uh, Mishawaka is leading the way right now with that uh, as far as that the tennis courts go because I've had counterparts from South Bend. I've had uh, New Prairie, um, Penn. You've got the new Cadillac. I mean, it, it, it's, I mean it, it's really garnered some interest on, you know, because once they saw it, they're like, yeah, we got to do this. Yeah, and already hosted the Northern Lakes Conference Championship, was which was a huge success. A couple new playgrounds going in at Emmons and LaSalle. But uh, going to the school board meeting on Wednesday night, it's going to be a big deal because we're talking turf at the football field at Steel Stadium built in 1939. Uh, I know that's going to be one of your pride and joys. Oh, yeah. that That is uh, – we've been we've been talking about this, this project uh, – talk started before i got here even with mike and and uh you know when you know the one thing i could say about mishawaka school corporation is they do do their due diligence when they look at stuff and and spend their money wisely and that's an outsider looking into their world right now which i'm a part of right now and uh that field 
is sure it's a want, but it's more of a necessity right now than it is a want. Um, sure, I would like to take the money and do different things with it, but you know, when you don't have extra green space for the band, Mishawaka Football League, uh, track, uh, softball, baseball, I mean, you, you know, there is just not that building is landlocked. And Very much. Yes. They, so the way that you know we're going to get around that is we're going to give our first class coaches and our student athletes that are first class we're going to give them a first class stadium. You I know, mean, Brian, w- one of the things that bothered <coughs> me when I was athletic director was having to tell a coach that you can't practice on that field. True statement. Because it's going to get worn out, and mm-hmm. the same thing with the band. How can you tell your band that they're on tennis uh, on tennis shoes? We can right. only keep you out there once or twice. And I was always thinking from the standpoint of reseeding that, boy, it's about $30,000 to reseed that thing. I was talking to Steve today. There were a lot of factors going into the price per year. So yes. talk about that, just the amount of money that's spent per year to have a beautiful grass football field. We're at about, uh, when you figure in the, 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 the seeding, the top dressing, fertilizer, like I think it gets six times the lining, um, water. the water, yeah. you know, the the tractor, the fuel, the guy that cuts it. Even when you take his time and you pair it back to what just field maintenance, you're about 120, 115 to 120 thousand a year that we spend on a natural turf. And the other thing too is like a grounds guy. I mean, uh, buildings and grounds guys like me. You know, you pray for dry weather on Friday nights because there's nothing worse when they start oh, sliding oh, yeah. and, and you know just going across that field and you're going, oh boy. I mean, the field right now is, it's okay, but it's, it's, the dirt is coming through. I mean, it's, just, it's showing its wear right now. Steve, let me ask this. As you guys did your homework <coughs> on this project, and mm-hmm. again, nothing is completely in concrete, but certainly turf's coming, that is the plan. As you guys did your homework and you researched this, what did you learn about turf? What did I learn about turf? That's a very good question. Um uh, I know one thing that you guys what? talked about, the drainage system yep. underneath is a huge deal. The, the one thing that you learn about, turf's got its own, own issues, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I put in a turf field when I was with South Bend. Um, it's got a lot of pluses. Um, you, know, it, it just, you don't have to. It, there's so many more opportunities. Like wintertime, you can plow it. You can have graduation on it. We put a, a semi-truck on it, the one at South Bend. Um, it just, there's just – it's – it's a more of an attractive field for a lot of different reasons, and you can do a lot more with it. Very multi-purpose. Exactly. You it, you're not locked in there that, you know, okay, bad weather's here, I can't use it. So you could actually plow this, and, and there's a certain amount of, uh, if this passes uh, Wednesday night, um, there's a certain amount of um, equipment that comes with it uh, that will help us maintain it and, and just move it for a long time where nobody's going to have to worry about this. And in comparison to some <coughs> of the maintenance work that's required now, just from a, from a, a labor standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, how, what, what are the differences there and, and how much of a savings is that? Uh, I really don't have the number, uh, but, uh, I mean, there's no lining anymore, so you're saving that. Um, there's no top dressing, um, no watering. Um, there is should a mach- save on the water bill. Yep, it should. It should <laughs> have a big chunk, at least half, I'm thinking. That's my hope. Um, the one thing that uh, uh, that they can get uh, is when they groom it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing they're going to have to do after practices and games. Uh, there's a, uh, a thing that uh, to take the static out of it, 
uh, we did. I learned this through the company that we went with in South Bend, and and uh, actually taking fabric or fabric softener for like clothes. You get a piece of turf and you soak it in it, and it takes out the static cling. So, really, yes, and you drag it with just like a gator, which we have. So, so is Downey going to be a new presenting sponsor of this turf, Dean? Uh, that would be great. We just got an idea, didn't yeah. we? There Proctor and Gamble, <laughs> maybe Snuggle. I like they, that little they, bear. There you go. They've got a yeah, they got a nice office in Cincinnati. Maybe we should make a call on them. Yeah, you know? but yeah. that that's uh, that's one of the things that we learned. Uh, the you know the fabric softener. Well, I th- you know, I think one thing we talk about is our practice field isn't even as big as a football field for our football team. Mm-hmm. And we'll see the football team trying to go different directions just to have a functional practice, and, and that's going to be great. But, I mean, for phys ed, uh, to be able to get out there and not have to worry about it. Um, I saw a baseball team the other day, uh, just two days ago, out on the turf baseball field. Here it is, December. And I know, Brian, you don't have many rainouts because of the outfield, but you have a lot of rainouts or a lot of practices you can't get on a softball field, and that'll be one thing that our baseball softball team can take fly balls. The Mishawaka baseball team takes fly balls in the parking lot, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you've done something similar. But yes. I mean, you'll see them out there near Lincoln Way, and yeah. John Hemmer's hitting fly balls, and there's no cars in the parking lot, so that's something just from a state safety standpoint to be able to do that. Uh, it's going to be a real luxury. Well, I'll tell you, not just from the weather able to too muddy too wet however to get on a regular surface or the the field but in this day and age when you're playing on regular surface and grass and and with us sand dirt clay whatever Mm -hmm. and then now more and more of our schools on our schedule are playing with turf last couple of years we went to the lake central invitational and played there on their turf penn northridge northwood and i know there's other area schools that's Mm -hmm. on our schedule now hey, if I can go somewhere and get on some turf and just take some ground balls and give the kids the opportunity to field some balls with a different topspin or a different field to it and quickness, um, that's that's got to help narrow the gap a little bit as far as advantages or disadvantages. Well, the Northern Lakes Conference, Northwood is now going to turf. Concord might be the only school left in the football. That's that's coming. That's coming. And then, you know, not to interrupt, but the one thing that – Another vision that they look forward is, uh, and Dean was part of this, uh, the track. So part of the project, if it passes Wednesday, uh, the track gets clean, and they in their looking forward thinking they do have another lining of that track. So it'll not only will the turf be pristine, but that track will be pristine too coming up. So. And the goal is to have it have it ready for that home opener. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. so we should be ready for football next year and, and the school year. Other big projects that you have coming. We've got a couple more minutes here, but uh, you know, just things that, that you're excited about and that you can tell people. And we want to have all these done before Christmas so you can... Yeah, you got a couple days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and your Christmas shopping, yes. Well, if you guys look, I mean, our at-home audience can't see it, but you guys can. I mean, yeah. I've got an entire... Uh, uh, page of uh, uh, upcoming projects that we are working on as a department Um, some of the things I'll tell you that we've already done is the West Gym at the high school Uh, we put a new floor in there Uh, got LED lights Uh, that was a big plus in there what a difference Uh, I mean in the way that that is it's sunken in the the lower level there so there's with a track around it there's no way to get a lift in there so we have a lift actually that was left in there from the 80s so hopefully we'll our guys won't have to go up and take care of that anymore uh, as Dean mentioned, playground upgrades at Emmons and LaSalle are, are complete. Uh, we've turned it over to the kids. They are really ecstatic instead of playing on just grass. Um, 
the one big thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, Dean was really influential in getting um, the fl rolling flag down for the, the East Gym. Or yeah, the East Gym. So yeah, the it's all for the, the first time Friday night for I the mean, girls game. I mean, it, it makes a difference. I just wanted to give uh, kudos to you and, and – uh, um, yeah, class of 1969 and Tom Irons. Thank Tom you. Irons, yep, yep. Um, so, pool, uh, just we did uh, some work over the summer. We painted the walls, uh, we drained it, complete, uh, cleaned it. Um, got a new flag in there also. Uh, been working on the pool. Um, uh, oh, my God, I lost train of thought. Uh, the the system for the the filter system for it uh so to so hopefully we'll have our swim team doing really well there carpet replacements uh at uh, beager liberty and john young john young's almost complete they're starting at actually liberty tonight um uh, and just did some work at uh, the high school uh as far as uh the gyms uh and then uh we redid uh sanded the floors down at LaSalle. Emmons and uh, the middle school uh, all right. the way down yeah, and then uh, just a couple other ones coming up we got boiler and or uh, chiller replacements at Battelle and LaSalle and um, uh, en energy management projects which is going to save the corporation money so any chance you. for air conditioning in the West Gym in the future that's that's uh, we, that's coming up for hopefully uh, bid in January that would so be amazing well boy. that would yeah. be a huge yeah. and it'll be the the commons deal. area and the the gym and then there's a couple alternates that I had to try to get in there too to get some well, nothing stuff. like phys ed there in June <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh the kids are just sweating and, and, and pouring it out there but, and uh, not happy about yeah, it at all but yeah, well, uh, we appreciate you joining us tonight well, and, and yes. all that you're doing for Mishawaka it's it's a it's a huge job and to prioritize and to make things great for the students and, and for years to come this isn't a one yep. or two year plan that you have yes yeah. Steve it's been a pleasure uh, thanks for bringing your checklist Thank you. But uh, more so to you and all your staff. You mentioned the uh, not just the custodians, but all the different individuals yep. uh, in the offices, but also at each of the respective schools and facilities. Thank you for the work that they do. And uh, we'll have you back sometime and talk about some more upgrades that are going right. to be taking place. Perfect. I, thank you. Happy holidays. Appreciate guys. it. Sam, to you. That is Steve Biskin, the School City of Mishawaka Operations Manager, here joining us on a special edition of K Bank Corner from 960 WSBT with co host Dean Huppert. I'm Brian Miller. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we will visit with, I think he labeled it as Mr. Everything, Darren Hess. And uh, we're going to talk a little sports, maybe a little Mishawaka Fire Department update, and uh, so much more. K-Mag Corner from Monterey Mexican Grill, back after this timeout on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey, welcome back to Caveman Corner Live at Monterey Mexican Grill. Dean Huppert along with Brian Miller, and we'll be talking with Darren Hess in just a moment. First, to get you up to date with a couple things happening with Mishawaka Athletics, the boys' basketball team is going to be at Michigan City tomorrow night. South Bend Clay is at the girls' basketball game. They're going to be at the cave tomorrow night, 6.30, varsity only. Bring a canned food item and get in free. And Thursday night, the wrestling team is going to be at Northwood. Friday, Concord Boys at Mishawaka High School Basketball. That's going to be our first home game of the year. Then next Tuesday, New Prairie is going to be at home. And Saturday, we're going to have the girls basketball team at Concord at 2.30. The swim team's at Rayleigh. Girls wrestling at Central Noble. And next Wednesday, wrestling, Mishawaka wrestling at Penn. And, of course, the Al Smith Tournament 
December 29th and 30th. It's going to be a fun few weeks here. We get uh, Christmas break, and then that Al Smith tournament's coming at us fast. It'll be here before we know it. I know certainly looking forward to heading to Michigan City to the Wolves' den tomorrow night. Big, big game in boys' basketball as the K-Men try to bounce back from their Friday loss at Andran. And 2-1 uh, and one K-Men club will take on a uh, talented Michigan City club who's 3-1, and one, and yeah, a rematch of last year's boys' sectional championship at uh, LaPorte High School. So looking forward to that. Rod Heklinski will be with me on our sister station, 96 won the ton. But, uh, hey, let's introduce our next guest. Yeah, Darren Hess. He's a captain with the Mishawaka Fire Department. Been there 28 years. I, uh, boy, time flies. I, I said, you've been there over 20 years, right? He said, yeah, 28 and a half. It's like, <laughs> That's Whoa. definitely over 20. <laughs> That's definitely yes, over is. 20. But also uh, uh, one of our coaches for Mishawaka's John Young Middle School coaches the eighth grade football team and and just very generous with his time and 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 with the uh, uh, things that the fire department does. Uh, welcome, Darren. We appreciate having you here tonight. Dean and Brian, pleasure to see you guys again. I know we speak with each other quite a bit, and it's always good to see you guys. And uh, just spoke with Brian a couple weeks ago. We had a lot of good laughs and chuckles. And Yeah, we should have actually talk. made that a radio yeah, show. We, we ran time. into each other in the athletic department. It was a great time. So yeah. it's always good to see both of you. And I tell you what, to hear about the facilities of Mishawaka Schools is just phenomenal. And, you know, from you know from Steel Stadium to the uh, new facility at uh, Emmon School, the soccer, and also seeing you know what the cave, you know what it, what's going on is just absolutely great to hear from Mishawaka schools. Well, and you've had pride in Mishawaka for a long, long time. I mean, growing up here in the area, your kids have gone to Mishawaka High School. Yes. Talk about that. Just being invested in the community and knowing how important not just athletics, but that school experience is. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a 1990 grad of Mishawaka High School, and you know what, Dean, just, it, to me, Mishawaka is such a family feeling, you know, and having my kids go to Mishawaka schools, and they're both doing very well successful, and a lot of that attributes that they have today go back to them going to Mishawaka High School. You know, my son Jake's a successful businessman, lives over in the Cleveland area. My daughter Katie, you know what, she was uh, one of her teachers, and one that really stood out to her was Greg Smith. And she took a biomed class with Greg Smith, and today Katie is a very successful nurse down in the Nashville area and in the trauma unit. And she gives a lot of that credit to Mishawaka schools, and uh, she was involved with the uh, theater program at Mishawaka High School. So it's just, you know, it's, it's something that's been in our family. My wife, Angel's a Mishawaka grad as well. So Mishawaka is very close to us. i got to be careful with this question because uh, <laughs> Steve Miskin's right over your shoulder right Uh-oh. now. But uh, the love for Steel Stadium, Mishawaka football, yes. to see it going into a turf field. I mean, there's tradition there, and you've played on that grass and had that dirt on your uniform. But taking that next step to me feels like the right time and some of the changes that have happened it's not going to change the facade of the school or the beauty or walking through that locker room or the tunnel but it will change the way Mishawaka football is on the field it, it, it certainly will Dean I just as a matter of fact I just spoke with I was with coach Curtis this week and we officiated a wrestling tournament and we had talked about that you know what and in years past and I know when my son played Michigan City for the sectional championship, it, it was there was a lot of mud on that field. So, and it took away from some of the game. And maybe there was times that won games too. But you know what? There was many times when you see kids slipping and sliding out there. But it's going to be a beautiful facility to have that turf down there. But you know what? Steel Stadium's always going to be Steel Stadium. You know, made with, with 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 the hard work of the people that made it. And you know what? The former players that played on that field it always will be that. Yeah, and you were back in the day when you could see almost the head of the coach and the players on the other side of the field from one side. The crown. And the, the crown was yes. crazy. And then oh, it was Dean. straight dirt down the middle. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and Dean, I, I chuckle about that because, you know, still seeing the old scoreboard up on the school. Yep. 
the black school board, you know, I, I, I talk with Jerry Clare about that quite a bit. We talk about that. And, you know, Tom Schuster, who's just an avid Mishawaka fan, and I'm sure Tom's listening tonight. We talked about the days of changing the bulbs up on the uh, – up on the scoreboard on the sc on the school up there. The fire department did that. Uh, well, well uh, Tom Tom Schuster used oh, to those gotcha. guys would okay. go up there and just change those bulbs up there. But you know, you look at our scoreboard today, and and and, and for the kids to come out and see the facilities that we have, it's you know, it's got to be a, what a great feel. And there, there's colleges that don't even have what Mishawaka schools have, and that's and that is special. No doubt about that. Darren Hess is our guest here on our second segment of. Sports Radio 960 WSBT's Caveman Corner. I almost said weekday sports beat. But, I, I, was, uh, I was wondering yeah, where you were going to go with re that one. I think we go. all just said, yes. let's let him go yeah, here. See, see these large letters in Caveman <laughs> Corner. I've only done this a where couple of weeks. Where am I tonight? Yeah, where am I? What day is it? And what is my name? But, uh, uh, Darren, you mentioned with coaching at John Young and yes. with the upgrades coming to the football stadium and, and other, you know, just the, the hype of a junior high kid going to play whatever the sport might be in, 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 in high school. But here, as a football coach, do you, do you share some of your experiences and your son's experiences and, and the other kids? Like, hey, you're X amount of steps. You're one step away from playing in high school. How motivating is that yes. for junior high kids? Oh, and I certainly do, Brian. You know, and Dean, I, I do. When we speak with our kids about it, number one, we always our motto is, number one, gotta be a good, have to be a good person. Number two, be a good student. Number three, be a good athlete. And then, you know what, J.J. Solfranc, who's our head coach, and Chris Shavonik, who helps us out as well, he's just an outstanding coach, and he always talks about it with the guys, and we do from the first day to the last day. You're a John Young Jaguar, but that last game we play, we get them in that huddle, you know what, congratulations, you are now a Mishawaka Caveman. Wow. Kids, every Friday night when you go out there, you know what, we want you to have fun because you know you're teenagers, but we want you to go out there and look what you're going to be a part of. You know, go out there and watch that band come on the field and play that fight song, you know. And I tell them, not many schools play the uh, opposing team's fight songs, you know, out of respect and honor. And when you still have Mishawaka fans that stand up and watch, watch, you know what, and they clap for the opponent's fight song. And uh, we tell the kids, when the team comes out, you know what, and when you see that, when you see, watch the coaches, you know what, the love they have for each other, Coach Kinder and Coach Lou and, and the staff, how close they are. So we definitely tell those kids, you know what, this is what you, this is what you have to look forward to, you know, and it's yours, and take it and run with it. And it's a it's a privilege. It's not a right. It truly is a privilege. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, tell me this with uh, uh, the the world of, of junior high coaching, and we mm -hmm. talk about all the changes going on in the high school world and so forth. But as a junior high coach, you know, just we talk about athletes changing and and, and the games changing. Talk about changes maybe as you've seen it from the seventh and eighth grade junior high levels. It has. I mean, I, I can tell you this at the eighth grade level. There's some great athletes on that field. You know, you think kids are younger. The, the speed of the game has picked up. The kids are stronger, bigger, faster now um, with the kids. You know, and we still try to instill that good work ethic with the kids, you know, because you have to work. It's about work. And, and, and that's what we talked about to the kids about. J.J. Solfrank does an outstanding job and with the kids in the school. He's a science teacher. So, you know, he keeps them in line in school. So anything they do in, in, in school they get in trouble with, he, he talks them out of the, the field with them. You know, and, and Chris Shavonic as well. He's he's a guy that, you know, at 5 o'clock on, on game day, my phone's dinging. He's already up and say, it's game day, guys. Let's go. You know, at five, 5 in the morning, you know, and, and I love it. So, but with, with the kids, it, it does change. And the game's changing now, with, you know, with, with pro football. Obviously, the college, the world of college sports is so much different. But the heart of football and the heart of unity goes back to high school sports. 
Talk about Mishawaka football from the standpoint of a feeder system because the MFL now is run by the Mishawaka High School team in partnership with the Mishawaka Parks Department. Somebody asked me last week, they said, uh, Coach Kinder, you know, your, your guy's philosophy in the athletic department has always been that the head coach is the CEO of the program. Does he get out to the middle schools very often? He, I, I said, well, heck, he was out there uh, one of the last games, and he was running the chain. Running the chain. You know, there's a guy who he, he not only wants to watch, but he's involved, and he's willing to do anything. He, but with that feeder system and knowing that he's going to be involved, we're not out there throwing the ball 50 times a game in the middle mm -hmm. school because you guys understand what the program's about. Well, and that's what it is. And Dean, you hit the nail right on the head. It's a feeder program. So we have kids that come up, and, and, and in the seventh grade, they start learning the system as well. You know what, the triple option and learning what we expect. You know what, the hustle, getting to the ball. You know what, not loafing. And then once they come to the eighth grade level, we get detailed with them. You know, this position. And one thing we always tell the kids is, you know what, you may play this position as an eighth grader, as a freshman, you may be playing on offense, but when you go to high school, you may change two or three three different positions, but it's about being a part of the team. It's what's best for the team. So you instill that in those kids, and, and, and they truly believe in that, and they buy into the program. And to have that program move forward like that, you can see the success Mishawaka's football has had with that. Is there a memory that you have from high school or a game that just kind of it's like, you know, everybody seems to have that one, yeah. but is there something that jumps out at you? Can we cube? Uh, Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> yeah, the glory days, days right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, play yeah. some glory days, yeah. absolutely. You know, Dean, it's funny. Once a year I tell my wife, Angel, I, I, I go out to Mishawaka Steel Stadium. I'll probably get emotional because I'm an emotional guy, but I go on that field and I'll just walk the field, you know, and it seems like that field's not 100 yards, it's about 150, and whereas you get a little older and I'll jog a few laps and I'll probably walk more than I jog, but just I think about all that who's played in the field. I think about how that the stadium was made, you know, with the work ethic of the WPA that came right. about, how it came about. I think about the players of the past that were out there, the coaches, you know, and, 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 and the teammates that I, I, I played with, you know, that I played with. And, and, and I'll jog around there. And as a kid going to the Jamboree, you know, kids don't even know what a Jamboree is anymore. <laughs> but that stood out in my mind many times is going just watching different schools come in and seeing the Jamboree and, and then going home the next morning with the South Bend Tribune and hoping there was a picture of a Mishawaka football player you'd cut out and hang on your wall. So that, that really stands out to me. As far as being a, you know, being a player from Mishawaka and now being a fan and having my kids go to Mishawaka as well. Let me ask this, and this is a, a touchy subject with a lot of coaches and then, you know, athletic programs around the area and around the state, but multi-sport athletes. Yes. Everybody has access to their athletes almost 24-7, 365 days. There are off weeks and there's moratorium time and so forth, but pretty much in this day and age, every coach wants every kid to specialize in his or her sport. Talk about the balancing act of multi-sport athletes to specializing in, and where's that happy medium, or is there one? You know, and, and that is a topic that's brought up time and time again with coaches and with parents and, you know, and myself having firefighters that have kids now that are going through the program in Mishawaka or other schools and, and trying to find that balance. And it, it is a tough issue because, you know, one kid wants to be maybe good in this sport and all of a sudden, you know, it all, you know you're getting your phone call, you have to go to, you know, to work out for Mishawaka football and it's year-round anymore and it's tough. But I can tell you this, you know, I was a multi-sport athlete and many of the guys were multi-sport athletes as well. And I'll tell you what, sports have a correlation with each one. You know, we, we, we talk to our kids about going for wrestling or playing basketball, doing something, you know. Because it just goes back to the good athletic position of, of a sport, you know, whether you play basketball, baseball, wrestle. 
just having that position. So it, it is a topic that it is a tough topic for people and their parents and coaches as well because you want your teams to be successful. But I'm a true believer in be a multi-sport athlete. Go out and play them all. You know, and I think the toughest, the toughest question or conversation I have anymore as a coach but also as a broadcaster is people who are curious and, and confused – what do we do with travel sports? Yeah. What do we? How much money do we invest in my daughter's travel softball, my son's travel baseball, yes. basketball, soccer, all the different sports? I mean, it. That's it's, that's a tough conversation. Well, and, and, and on the north side of Mishawaka, we're putting up a you know, a, a, I guess a travel facility, as you want to say, and then that's that is the, it's a, such a different world now with, with travel sports and it, you know with the cost and times and. We've had guys in the fire department who have taken most of their vacation times around their kids at sports and athletes traveling from from Wisconsin to Illinois to the Midwestern areas to all the way down to Florida. I mean, there's times I've spoke with uh, firefighters that their daughters have played softball in January in Florida, and their game is at two o'clock in the morning because yep. it's around the clock twenty-four. And I'm sure you know that, right? You know, being a coach, <laughs> Brian, and yeah, it is. It's so. pretty crazy. We're visiting with Darren Hass. He's the Eighth grade football coach at John Young Middle School, a uh, member of the Mishawaka Fire Department, and I've heard a rumor that uh, you have got a license that uh, they allow you to blow a whistle and wear stripes <laughs> and all these kind of things. I do. I, I officiate high school wrestling and junior high wrestling. It's you know I I was a better football player than wrestler, and Coach Smith will probably agree with you if you ever you know, when you run into Coach Smith again, he'll tell you that. But uh, I enjoy just seeing kids compete. You know what? And and going out and then watching kids. It's, to me, it's about giving back what people have given back to me, what they've given to me, coaches and, and people, and with the time. So, and Mishawaka, you know, wrestling has been successful, and it's a great tradition. I just spoke with a good friend of mine, Steve McLean, who was an outstanding wrestler back in 97, and he's a Mishawaka grad. And we, we talk time and time again about wrestling. So, but I do enjoy going to different high schools and seeing kids compete in a, you know, in, in a tough sport. And you've been very generous, not only with your time, but the first playoff game this year. Darren walks in and says, hey, we want to help the students out. Uh, we're going to give this amount of money for students to get in, and we appreciate you doing things like that because that's a that's a big deal for an athletic department to, to have supporters who, who get yes. it and understand that things are expensive. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and with the Mishawaka Fire Department, our local 360, our union, we love to help our community. We do. And we have a lot of, like I said, a lot of firefighters who are Mishawaka graduates and their kids have gone through the program. And I think about Adam Sanifer, who both of his boys played football and wrestled for Mishawaka. So we love to give back to our community and we love to support Mishawaka schools. I wanted to ask him about the Heisman and being an LSU fan and also about <laughs> oh, being a oh, Cleveland oh, Brown fan. Hey, but I'm looking at the clock and we're running yeah, out of time. Yeah, it's probably just so. as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We'd be opening a can of worms. But uh, hey, I, I do have to ask, and I know we run, as does the school, runs public service announcements about the, the drastic need, in, not just in wrestling or maybe yes. basketball, but for officials, umpires, referees, uh, officials for all the sports of the IHSA. Darren, take a second touch on that, if you would. Absolutely, Brian. There is a very much of a shortage for officials in all sports. So, And you know what? It is truly rewarding. You know, you get to be a part of sports again. And for me, being out on that mat, not that I wrestle, but <laughs> being out that mat and watch kids compete, and it's in all levels of sports, you know what? And there's times when I'll, I'll talk to a young kid or a wrestler or whoever, and, you know, maybe I'll show them something or talk to them about it. So, you know what, if you want to make some extra money as well, being an official is just an outstanding way to give back to your community 
and to the state of Indiana for high school yeah, sports. You earn a couple dollars while you're at you it. Too, absolutely, you do. You yeah, really do. Nothing that. wrong with that. Hey, wish we had more time for both you and Steve. But Pleasure. Uh, Pleasure, certainly, Darren. You, Again, man. I still think his and my conversation, we literally bumped into each other <laughs> in passing at the, uh, at the athletic office at the MHS. And, yes. Uh, that I could still, be a new segment we start yeah. uh, after yeah. the new year. It's, yeah. it's Brian on the road. Something like that. Yeah. Well, I, I get plenty of mileage in, but uh, hey – Again, Darren, thanks to you and to Steve for joining us Absolutely. here on the air tonight. My pleasure. Uh, a little different format with the, with the program and no athletes. But uh, we, <laughs> Dean, we're going to get a little holiday break. We're going to have uh, time off for K-Bank Corner here. We will be off next week as it is uh, prepping for the holidays and finals week. It's also my wife's birthday next month. Yes. I don't want to tell there anybody. And I know how the house <laughs> is built, okay? And uh, staying out of the doghouse is important. But uh, we're off next Monday, uh, Christmas, New Year's. January 8th is the National Championship game, which we'll have broadcast here on 960 WSBT. And January 5th, we've got obligation for Notre Dame men's basketball as they play at BC that night. So we're not back for five weeks, but we'll take a little holiday break and look forward to K-Man Corner coming back on January 22. And, of course, you'll be back with 96.1 Mishawaka basketball Tuesday night and Friday night, so that should be fun. We've got Tuesday night, Friday night home uh, opener in the uh, NLC opener against Concord. Next week, we've got New Prairie coming to town and then the big trip down to Kokomo on the 22nd, and based on how the format goes, if the Cavemen win Friday against South Bend Riley, it'll be an afternoon game on 96-1. Then we will uh, we'll, we'll, we'll follow the coverage on Saturday if they're in those awesome. uh, championship rounds or in the semifinals. But we look forward to that. Hey, Dean, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And again, gentlemen, thanks Steve and Darren both for being with us tonight. This has been Caveman Corner, brought to you by our host, Monterey Mexican Grill. For Dean Huppert, I'm Brian Miller. Special thanks to Matt Embry for spinning the dials back at our 96.1 and WSBT radio studios. Stay tuned. NFL Monday Night Football coverage with the Packers and Giants just around the corner. This has been Caveman Corner on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.